This is the podcast from Connection Community Church for Sunday, February 20th, 2011. Prayer Quest, Our Provision. And so once again, we have a model of how not to pray. And we continue this morning with uh, week three of our model of prayer that Jesus gave us, the Lord's Prayer. And um, today our prayer quest is focused on our provision, better known as our daily bread. So good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we're two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, we thank you for this day which you have provided for us. You are the author and salvation of our very, of our very lives, our very being. So now, now open us up to receive what you might have in store for us this day. That we might be changed and transformed by your love. We pray this in Jesus' name and by the power of God's Holy Spirit. And all of Connection Church said... Amen. Amen. We'd like to invite you now to uh, share the beginning of the prayer that the Lord taught us to pray, the Lord's Prayer. Let's say it together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Bread, it seems simple enough, right? Uh, bread is bread, but uh, yet there have been various interpretations of this over the years. Um, one such interpretation would uh, focus on this bread as the bread of the Holy Communion. And another might focus on uh, Jesus, as we shared a few weeks ago, as he said, I am the bread of life. And there are other uh, various interpretations as well, and we're not dismissing these as not possibilities, or that we might not one day uh, look further into those. But for today, we're going to keep it real simple. Today, bread is bread. <laughs> bread is bread this morning. And that still gives us plenty, plenty to talk about. So first of all, we are reminded that God does care about us, that God cares about our physical needs as well as our spiritual needs When Jesus was ministering to those around him, he healed bodies as well as healing souls. And when a large crowd gathered to hear Jesus' message and, and to be healed, it was Jesus who took five loaves and two fish and fed a crowd of thousands because Jesus knew that their physical comfort, they needed food in order to be fed to be able to be um, fed spiritually as well. We often hear of Jesus sharing a meal with this person or that person or with this group or that group, and we're reminded that he had a physical need for food just as you and I have a physical need for food because Jesus was God in the flesh, and flesh needs food. So he understood and lived our need for nourishment. When When he was in the desert, For 40 days, he was without food, and and Satan used that uh, when he tried to get Jesus to join him, when he said, why not turn these stones into bread? And Jesus responded by quoting from the book of Deuteronomy, and he said, man does not live by bread alone, and that's true. Man doesn't live by bread alone, 
But on the flip side, he still does need some bread to live. That's why fasting can be so very challenging. You know, we can give up an awful lot, but we really can't give up food altogether and survive. I don't know if any of you have used the spiritual discipline of fasting. In fact, that's what our spiritual discipline will be next month. But when I've fasted the first couple days, I am so obsessed with food. I can't think of anything else but food until God just begins to settle me down and kind of settle me in to what, so that God can truly speak. You know, if we didn't need bread, if we didn't need food, then fasting really would have no meaning at all. Mm. Give us this day our daily bread. Daily bread. Bread for the day, bread for the coming day. We're reminded here of the Israelites in the desert after leaving Egypt, relying on God to provide their daily supply of bread, or in their case, their daily supply of manna. In the morning, the manna would be on the ground like the morning dew. And they, they were to collect just enough for their needs, not too little, not too much, collecting no, more than they needed for the day and trying to hoard it, trying to save it didn't work. God told them it wouldn't work, but they tried anyway. Isn't that funny how God tells them we still have to try? And what they found the next morning was maggots in the manna. It didn't work. The only exception to this was when they gathered it the day before Sabbath. Because God didn't want them working on the Sabbath gathering the manna. And so they got a double portion for that day and the Sabbath day. Only day, though, where they were able to gather more than a single day supply to, f- to fulfill their need for nourishment. We're also reminded of those in Jesus' day who, where bread was received just <coughs> on a daily basis. If you have your Bibles with you today, we're going to be looking for a, a few moments at Matthew chapter 20. And Jesus gives a comparison in Matthew chapter 20, beginning at verse 1, of the kingdom of heaven when he says this. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. And so these workers were hired at about 6 o'clock in the morning. They were going to get a full day's worth of work. And Scripture tells us that, uh, that uh, or Jesus tells us in this, in this story that he shares, that others were hired at about 9 in the morning, three hours later. And then three hours after that at noon, still others were hired. And three hours out of that, after that, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, they hired yet more workers. And finally, they even hired workers as late as 5 o'clock in the early evening. And And then when evening came, the workday was done. The owner told the foreman to pay them their their wage for the day. And he paid the last first. It sounds like a Jesus thing, doesn't it? Paid the last first. But those that were hired at 5 in the afternoon were paid the same as those who were hired at 6 in the morning. These guys had worked 11 more hours and the other guys got the exact same Hey, those who had worked all day were upset because they got the same pay as those who had worked 11 hours less. Now, we have trouble really appreciating this story because 
it's all about being a day laborer. Now, some of us might get this, but generally, day laborers didn't have nine to five jobs. They just showed up and hopefully were picked to work. You know, they would work one day at a time, and the money that they made that day would provide food for the next day just enough. Now, back in those days, if they were not hired, then it was possible, maybe probable, that their family would not have family or would not have food for the next day. Yeah. Um, the men who were hired at six in the morning were upset that they got the same pay as those who uh, worked just a couple of hours, as I said before. Now, let me ask you this. If you were one of those six-in-the-morning people, would you be upset? Sure you would. Why should that guy get paid the same as me when I put in 11 more hours than he did? Check this out, though, for just a second. Those guys that were hired at six in the morning, from that point on, they knew that the following day their family was going to survive. Their family was going to eat. For 24 more hours, their family was going to be okay. The guys that were hired at 5 o'clock all day long wondered, how am I going to feed my family tomorrow? Where is the food going to come? Where is the money going to come? I'm not working. And even when they were finally hired at 5 o'clock in the afternoon or early evening, whichever you want to call it, I'm sure they're wondering, well, this is great. I'm hired, but I'm not going to get that many hours pay. Which of my kids isn't going to eat? Or are they all going to go almost hungry because it's going to be stretched so thin? Now, let me ask you a question. Which would you rather be? The person who all day knew that your family was going to be cared for the next day? Or the person who all day wondered, how in the world are we going to make ends meet? All of a sudden, it looks pretty sweet to be the 6 o'clock in the morning person, doesn't it? Yeah. These day laborers were not uncommon in Jesus' time. And so they understood when Jesus shared this prayer, give us this day our daily bread. They got it. They understood that because they lived it. They lived that prayer every day as bread was given to them one day at a time. And when we say bread, their food was given to them one day at a time. For many of us, though, this concept is fairly foreign, I believe. I, mean, I was thinking as we were talking in the last service, uh, I love the movie Cinder, Cinderella Man, and he's down at the dock every day back during the Depression, right? if you've seen that movie. And, you know, pick me, pick me. And if he doesn't get picked, his family, it's this, that's the kind of day later. And I'm sure some today are like, and maybe some of you are, have been in that position or are right now where it's day at a time. But for most of us, this is kind of a foreign concept, I think. And and even today, even if we're just living paycheck to paycheck, most of us still have some food in the closet, some food in the freezer, some food in the refrigerator. Even in these economically challenging times, even when sometimes we have to count the pennies to make the mortgage payment, even though we may have to wait till the last day or even past the last day to make that electric bill payment, or we may have to give up a lot of things that we didn't really want to, but we have to give up. Even in these tough, tough economic times, most of us have more than one day's food on the shelf in the refrigerator and the freezer. 
And so it's hard for us to fully appreciate gathering just enough manna for the day. Hard for us to appreciate that day laborer who at 6 o'clock, one day at a time, knows that he's going to feed his family one more day. Most of us, I think this is really a challenge to just appreciate the daily provision of bread that we request in this prayer. And the truth is, though, even if our cabinets are full, even if we have a freezer full of meat, today is the only day we have. Today's the only day we have. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow might not come. Today's the only day we have. And so we need to appreciate and be grateful for this day. The Lord has given us a scripture. It's found in Matthew chapter 6. Some of you might be familiar with it. Let's say it together. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen to that, huh? You know, sometimes we're so busy worrying about tomorrow, thinking about tomorrow, wondering what's going to come tomorrow that we completely miss out on today. And we need to remember that this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hmm. And we have this day because the Lord, I'm not even going to say gave it to because the Lord shared it with us. Isn't that glorious that the Lord took his day and shared it with us, allowed us to be part of this glorious day that he created. And the food we eat this day, we get because the Lord shared his provision with us. And even if we have enough food stored to feed us for a month or more, Our daily provision comes from the Lord and the Lord only. God and God alone has given us the food that feeds us one day at a time. And we say, but we work for that. Well, it's by the grace of God that we are able to work for that. God provides the daily bread And we aren't just supposed to sit around and wait for it. We've seen that with the Israelites. God provided the manna, but God wanted the Israelites to go out and collect the manna. So God, for us, same with us, God just doesn't, you know, drop this on us. Although those stories are pretty sweet too. However, God wants us to also take the initiative. God provides and depends on us to collect the manna. Along the way. But then there's the question what about those in the world for whom daily bread is not the norm, for whom daily bread would be a luxury? Some of you know, and some of you maybe have never met our friend Akoshi, Koshi Baby, pastor friend uh, who have a very close relationship in New Delhi, India. Koshi Baby said, I had to come to the United States to realize how cool my name was, Koshi Baby. And, and his wife, Joycey, and their children. And, and, um, and, and God allowed us the privilege of connecting with them several years ago. And, 
and, and, and we had the privilege of helping them put some money together for some land where they could build a school where they could care for a thousand children in a slum where there is a population greater than Wilmington in one square mile and they're able to care for some kids in other slums that are even worse. And then they have, they have children in this school. Aren't they good-looking kids? Yeah. They have children in this school, and they have adults in their church for whom daily bread is not necessarily the norm. You know, the question is, what about them? Has God forgotten them? Are they outside of God's prayer? Is this a prayer just for us in the United States? Give us this day our daily bread. The truth is, God has provided God has provided enough food for the world. The problem isn't provision. The problem is distribution. Yeah, I've read studies. There's plenty of food to feed the world. The challenge is it's not always getting passed out to everyone for a variety of reasons. And so God has allowed us the privilege, Connection Community Church, to partner with Carmel Community Church in New Delhi so that Koshi's kids are given a cup of milk every day. That's their smiling, their eyes are dancing. We've seen the difference when we've been over there of those who are cared for every day with a roll and a cup of milk and those who aren't. And so through our tithes and offerings here at Connection that that we receive each week, uh, we're able to send $1,000 a quarter to Koshi's kids so that these kids can have milk and a roll and also so that some teachers can be paid to teach them so that they can get out of the slum. Mm. We've been there. We've seen the kids, those who are under his care and those who are not. And we are called as Christians, as Connection Community Church to support Carmel Community Church and Koshi Babies Ministry because it's all about those kids who need daily bread. Yeah, that glow on those kids, the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit, and daily provision. That's why they look different than the kids outside that school, guaranteed. We also are able to send $300 a month so that Koshi's Koshi's family has basic this says, so they have their bread. When we first met Koshi, he had like three jobs. And we uh, were able to help him let go of the third one so he could concentrate more on the church and the school because he was teaching at a university as well. And our connection with Koshi and his family and his school and his church, it allows us a, a daily reminder that we are the hands and feet of Christ, especially when it comes to... Uh, helping God distribute the daily bread that he provides. We don't have to go to the other side of the world, though, for this reminder. We're reminded every single day in our communities of people who may not have daily bread. We're reminded here at Connection Church in the office when it's open, usually a day doesn't go by when somebody doesn't come in in need of some daily bread. So it's a, it's a good thing that we have the neighborhood house just in the next block where we can partner with them and partner with the Apoquinimic State Service Center to help provide daily bread or some other resources 
And we can do that because of you, because of your tithes and your offerings. You see, 10% of what comes in goes out. We tie that into mission. That's why it's so important not to hoard it for ourselves, but to share what God has blessed us with. It's awesome when Lori can go right into the freezer in the garage and take some things in Starbucks stuff out and give to somebody who might be hungry, some canned goods that we might have. We can be Jesus with skin on to those who come through our doors. And, and it's not to pat ourselves on the back. We are commanded to reach out in care and concern. It's really not an option for those who need daily bread. And whether, whether the need is right here in Middletown or around the other side of the globe in New Delhi or somewhere in between, see, we're called to share the provisions that God shares with us. We're called to redistribute God's daily bread so that those who have none have some. We're called to hear the cry of the needy and to be God's change agents in the world. God gives us our daily bread, but God also calls us to distribute and redistribute, to share that daily bread with those who aren't getting theirs on a regular basis. And we're in this together. That's why the prayer isn't worded, give me this day my daily bread. No, it says, give us this day our daily bread. It's a prayer that we might reach out to one another in concern. It's a prayer that that we say thank you for your provision in my life. And it's also about help me, Lord, share the mercy and the provision that you've given me with others. It's not a me prayer. It's an us prayer. It's not a my daily bread prayer. It's an our daily bread prayer. Let's say that last line together again. Give us this day our daily bread. Amen? Amen. So to close, we'd like to say the entire Lord's Prayer as found in Scripture. It's found in Matthew 6. Let's say it together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let's pray. Oh God, we... We thank you for the provision that you so lavishly give us for a place to sleep, some food to eat, for many of us for a job. Lord, we thank you for that. Help us always be mindful of those who who don't have and And help us be Jesus with skin on, your hands and feet, to all who we meet. Lord, we are so amazed by your love, how 
deep and how wide it is for us. And Lord, we just want to humbly come into your presence with a, a heart of gratitude for your mercy and for your grace. Help us give you everything we've got and live a life of faith and joy. Order our steps, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name and by the power of God's Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.